Welcome to today's episode of the Safety Cast, where we'll be discussing the hazards and risks when working with concrete pumping equipment. My name is Shalini Nagpal and I'm a Senior Inspector with the Construction Services Group with SafeWork New South Wales. Here's a bit of background about today's Safety Cast. In March 2017, a worker sustained fatal head injuries when he was struck by an unsecured hose which was attached to concrete pumping equipment at a Fairfield building site. The incident occurred when compressed air was used to clear a blockage from a concrete pump hose, which whipped under pressure and a metal coupling struck the worker in the head. The worker was in Australia on a bridging visa and he'd only been employed for between three and seven days before the incident occurred. This incident highlights the serious risks to worker health and safety when working around concrete placement equipment. As a result of this serious incident, the concrete pumping company was fined $375,000 by the New South Wales District Court, while its director was fined $10,000. Today's safety cast will focus on discussion around the hazards and risks when working with concrete pumping equipment, in addition to licensing, maintenance and inspection requirements. I would like to welcome our guests, State Inspector John Mitzi from the Construction Services team. State Inspector Johnny Auditori, also from the Construction Services team, and Assistant State Inspector Timothy Hume from the engineering team with SafeWork New South Wales. Welcome, gents. I'll throw over to you, Johnny, to lead the discussion. Thanks, Shalini. Uh, so, Tim, uh, can you tell our listeners what type of plant and machinery does concrete placing equipment include? So there's three main types of concrete placing equipment. So the first type is a line pump, which has the pump mounted to either a truck or a trailer and the concrete is supplied either through flexible lines or rigid piping along the ground or it could be up through building under construction. The second type is a mobile concrete placing boom. So this is a combined pump and boom unit which is mounted to a truck and the boom can raise, lower and slew to deliver the concrete to the location that you needed to deliver it to. The third type is a another type of boom, which instead of being mounted to a truck, is mounted to a tower or pedestal, and which can be either fixed or movable. And these are fed by a line pump. What are the common hazards and risks associated with these types of plant? All right, so it's various hazards depending on the type of equipment and the site conditions. But some of the common hazards um, applicable to all types of concrete placing equipment include air entering the line and it's a primary consideration so the operator in control of the pump needs to ensure the hopper remains full to prevent air from getting into the lines while he's pumping if that does occur it can cause the hose to whip they should also ensure they have safe systems of work in place for priming the pump and for clearing blockages Crush hazards is another major consideration, so particularly crush hazards within the hopper. So there's an agitator and S-tube, which moves back and forth, and it must have a hopper guard or hopper grill in place to prevent access to these moving parts. Uh, It should also be fitted with an interlock, which works by stopping the moving parts within the hopper and releases stored hydraulic pressure in the accumulator while the pump is in operation. Instability is another issue. So instability of truck mounted booms, they need to undertake appropriate assessment to ensure the pump is set up correctly. So this would include checking the the level of the surface, checking the surface is suitable, the, the bearing pressure is adequate, appropriate packing is placed under the outriggers, and the outriggers are positioned as per the manufacturer's requirements. In some cases, They may need to short leg or short rig the outriggers, which means that they aren't fully extended. 
but this must only be done in accordance with the manufacturer's specifications and guidance in situations where the ground condition cannot be confirmed and they they need to consult a geotechnical engineer to assess the ground conditions other setup considerations they need to consider traffic control this is a certainly an important factor particularly for the concrete delivery trucks that are entering and exiting the site any other road traffic which may be around uh, the site other mobile plant within the construction site, pedestrians and other workers. And also when they're prior to actually setting up, they need to ensure that there's no uh, other obstacles within the proximity. So this would include power lines, structures such as buildings or scaffold and mobile plant that may be in operation typically on a construction site. So that may be tower cranes or builders hoists. So these aren't necessarily all of the hazards. There's certainly others that need to be considered, but these are some of the key hazards that are are common to each of these types of uh, concrete placing equipment. That's good. Thanks for that. Do you need it to be licensed to operate a concrete placing equipment? Essentially, yes. Look, operation of concrete placing booms, so that's truck-mounted and satellite booms, is classed as high-risk work activity and therefore requires a high-risk work licence. It's actually PB. So operation of a line pump is not classed as high-risk work activity, so you don't need to have a high-risk work licence to to operate a line pump, but all operators and workers should be suitably trained and competent in the tasks that they're conducting. So they must be aware of the operating parameters of the plant that they're using and as, as recommended by the manufacturer. The line hand and the line pump operator should not be the same person. Okay then, so what about situations when concrete is being pumped out of view? Uh, of the operator or when workers are too far apart to see each other? Communication is is required between the concrete placing equipment operator and other workers such as the line hand, okay? So in particular when concrete is being pumped out of view of the operator. So communications must be reliable and efficient, okay? You can actually use hand signals and buzzers or two-way radios as well. So what about mobile phones? Well, There's no specific requirements regarding the use of mobile uh, phones as a mean of communications. However, it's understood that uh, access to personal mobile phones while you're operating or working near plant can cause distractions, which can often affect reaction times or like we say, just basically, you know, reduce awareness of people's surroundings. So the associated risks subsequently increased and and therefore mobile phones really should be avoided uh, when you're using concrete placing equipment. Okay then. So, Tim, what about maintenance? Uh, Yeah, Johnny, uh, maintenance is certainly an important factor. So, regular maintenance inspection is essential and normally consists of pre-operation inspection, uh, routine inspection, which is generally on a monthly basis, and periodic inspections, which takes into account the hours of operation and the age of the equipment. The details of all maintenance inspections must be readily available and reference to the work undertaken should be recorded in the logbook and the logbook should be kept with the equipment. Okay then I, I just want to get more clarity for our listeners in relation to you know the difference between a daily check and a pre-start check uh, especially around uh, when you've got a mobile item of plan and you're going from one site to another where you can probably visiting up to three four sites in one day uh, what are the inspection requirements for for that? So the the intent is to conduct an inspection prior to each operation, hence the, the term pre-operation inspection. So I appreciate that you know, people can get confused with the different terminology, but the intent is to ensure the equipment is operating correctly prior to each use. 
So regular monthly inspection of all metal pipes is also essential. This is to ensure that they are not worn too thin, so the wall thickness hasn't been worn through. And the results of those inspections need to be recorded in the logbook for the plant. And this is essential because concrete is very abrasive and takes a, a heavy toll on the line components, particularly on the outside of bends um, and, any, and reduces anywhere in any change of direction, usually results in higher wear. So the need to generally focus on the first 100 mil of the rigid pipe sections. Um, that's generally where you would see the most wear. So, John, have there been incidents involving placing booms and power lines? Yeah, there has too many times in the past. So, look, when, when operating concrete placing equipment on a site with overhead power lines, all the power lines should be treated as live unless there's documented evidence uh, available uh, stating that the power has been uh, de-energised and isolated from the appropriate supply authority. So... The hazards associated with overhead power lines should be eliminated by um, either using an alternate plant, which actually can't reach within the safe approach distance of power lines, or de-energising and isolating the power supply before actually starting the work, as we mentioned before, or um, mechanically limiting the, the hoisting and slewing or any other movements of the plant so they don't actually encroach within the safe approach distances of the power lines. So, yeah, what about when you can't do that, John? When it's not reasonably practicable to, to eliminate the hazards, the boom must not approach the power lines closer than the safe set approach distances of those, those specific power lines. So you, you really must consult with the relevant stakeholders when developing safe systems of work prior to setting up your equipment. So that includes the principal contractor and other contractors and your workers, as well as the local supply authorities and the tenants of any neighbouring premises, but especially the owners of overhead power lines and assets uh, that you may actually be close to. And what about the cases um, of mobile boom pump tipping over? Well, poor ground conditions are often a factor of these types of incidents. Concrete placing equipment must be set up on firm, stable ground that's suitable to support all of the loads placed on it by the equipment. Extreme caution needs to be applied when operating beside structures, particularly newly constructed ones with uncompacted fill or along trenches which could collapse or in areas where there's water mains or sewer pipes or gas pipes under the ground. Engineers need to be consulted in conditions where, where operators aren't certain of the ground conditions. Another issue I see out on site, John, is um, people standing under placing booms. Uh, is it OK to do that? No, it really isn't. Failure of a concrete placing boom components can result in structural collapse. So you should never really stand under the under a concrete placing boom. That is unless you're the line hand. So this is needed to move the, the placing booms and hose. However, the time spent under the raised boom can often be reduced by manoeuvring the hose from side to side to avoid working directly under the raised boom. Yep. And um, I, I do hear that hose whip is a serious issue out there. What do you think, Tip? Uh, yeah, certainly. Um, so there have unfortunately been uh, some fatal incidents resulting from hose whip where, they, where the line hands have been struck by the hose. And uh, the hose whip can occur either during the concrete pumping operation or when the hose is being cleaned out. So hose whip is caused by air getting trapped in the line, usually behind a concrete blockage. So when this happens, the air behind the blockage becomes compressed, so it stores energy effectively like a spring, uh, which can eject the blockage with such force that the hose becomes unmanageable. So some of the other important considerations uh, include the delivery hose on the boom pump should be allowed to hang vertically and only guided, um, as opposed to being forced or dragged around by the, the hose hand. 
And flexible hoses on line pumps shouldn't be allowed to kink. Also, flexible hoses on line pumps should be secured when in place when priming or clearing blockages. Uh, this is to eliminate the risk of hose whip and couplings must also not be attached uh, to the end of the hose. Um, and the length of the end hose attached to a delivery boom should not exceed the manufacturer's recommendations, which is typically four metres. You should also use exclusion zones to minimise the number of workers around the delivery hose to reduce the chance of uh, workers being struck by the hose. Okay, then. so what, what can you do about line blowouts? A couple of joints and seal blowouts can often result in flying concrete and aggregate. It can also re result in loud bursts of noise that can cause hearing loss. So shielding should be installed around joints, especially if the line runs past highly trafficked areas such as pathways to amenity blocks or site offices. You should always use bolted couplers where practicable and safety pins should always be used in lever type couplers. Personal protective equipment including safety glasses and hearing protection and hard hats can often provide a last line of defence against these types of issues as well. Yep, okay. A lot of debate I get out in the field is, um, is concrete pumping uh, considered a high risk construction work? You know, do you need a SafeWorkMF statement for this kind of work? It certainly is. A safe work method statement is required for, for construction work undertaken at a workplace where there is movement of powered mobile plant. In addition to this, typically work may involve being on or adjacent a roadway or being near energised electrical equipment. So that's the, the overhead power lines we were speaking about before. There are many factors that may result in working with concrete placing equipment that will lead it to becoming high risk construction work, which means a safe work method statement must be completed. And when can you get more information regarding safety around concrete placing equipment? You could go to the uh, Safe Work New South Wales website and search concrete placing equipment. This will take you to a page with uh, lots of useful information and links to other documents that will help you manage safety around concrete placing equipment. You can also call 131050 and ask to speak with somebody regarding concrete placing equipment if you have any specific questions or a specific inquiry. I would like to thank our guest speakers, John. Tim and Johnny. It's been a very interesting and informative discussion. To our listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more information on this topic and other safety topics, please visit our website at www.safework.nsw.gov.au. If you need to report an incident or you need to speak to someone at SafeWork New South Wales, please phone 13 10 50 or use the Speak Up app, which can be downloaded on your mobile device. And lastly, please share this production with your industry colleagues and contacts. Thank you.